Hello, and welcome to the Real Happy Mom podcast, the weekly podcast for moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode number 78. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. I am so grateful that you have joined me today. I know that there is a lot going on and I hope that you are doing well and managing during these times. I know that for myself, I have been having a hard time with virtual school. I absolutely hate it. And I have been counting down to the last day of school. I know it sounds terrible, but I am ready for this virtual school to be over. But I hope that you are in a good place and you are not like me right now. Today, I have a very awesome guest who is going to come on and talk to us about self-care and why it is an absolute necessity right now. I know right now you will put yourself at the bottom of the to-do list and you think that self-care is not really important because there's so many things going on. But I promise you after listening to my guest today, you will see why you have to do self-care especially during this time, and she is going to share some practical tips for implementing self-care throughout the day that doesn't take a whole lot of time. Now, before we jump into this episode, it is time for the mommy wins. So let's check out this week's mommy win. I'm Natalie from Family Makes Sense, and you can find me on Instagram at Family Makes Sense. And my win for this week was getting my toddler to throw his diaper away in the garbage. After I'm done changing his diaper, I'll say, hey, can you throw your diaper away in the garbage? And he'll get up, not every time, but most times, he'll get up and throw his diaper away, and then he'll start clapping for himself once he's done. Now that is a great mommy win. I know I always get excited when the little ones want to help out and start pitching in. Now, if you are listening and you want to be featured on an upcoming mommy win, all you have to do is go over to Instagram, follow me at Real Happy Mom, then go over to the DMs and scroll down to the bottom right hand side. There's a microphone. You want to press and hold that microphone, then tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do and how you are winning. Simple as that. It doesn't have to be anything big or major going on in your life. As long as you are winning this week, I want to share it and celebrate with you. Now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode. Well, we got Allison today on the podcast, and I have been looking forward to this for, I think, all week. (laughs) So Allison, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on today. Thank you, Tony, and I'm very excited to talk to you today, too. Thank you. Yes, yes. Now, before we jump into our topic for today, I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and the story behind I Swear I Love My Kids. So I am a high school counselor in the Chicago suburbs. I live here with my three-year-old little girl and eight-year-old little boy and my husband, Kevin, of 10 years. And I started a company last year called Follow Your Spark about helping empower women overcome their insecurities so they can follow their dreams. And along the way, I was doing the same thing for myself. And that's kind of how I launched I Swear I Love My Kids. Because what I was finding, Tony Ann, is I really do love to work. I love my job as a counselor. I feel grateful to have a full-time job that I enjoy. And then also, I love my side company, right? I love it. It makes me happy. And I realized, though, along the way that 
not all women, not all moms specifically feel that way. And when you talk about certain things, other moms kind of, maybe they don't get it or they shut down or you kind of, as a mom who loves to work and loves her kids, you kind of get these subtle and direct messages sometimes that maybe you're, you're a different kind of mom or not as good of a mom, or I'll give you an example. Like I found out that my spring break was going to be the same time as my sons, you know, because I work in a high school. And my first reaction was like, oh crap, how am I going to get anything done? Right. How am I going to have a day for myself? And see, you either get that or you don't, because one, a lot of my coworkers would say to me, aren't you so excited that you're going to have all this time with, with your kids? And here's the thing. As moms, we love our kids, right? We shouldn't have to keep saying, well, I swear I love my kids. I, I do love my kids, you know, because of course we love our kids, but it's okay to also love to work, to be excited by something that has nothing to do with our kids or our partner. And we deserve that. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But it was almost like it was a secret society. Like you almost don't even want to talk about it unless another mom goes first and starts talking about it. Almost like in hushed tones and you look around and once someone else starts talking about it and you see that they get you, okay, then you feel like you can go forward and start talking about how much you love your business or how much you love this. And, and that's kind of how I came up with I Swear I Love My Kids. I wanted to create this safe place for women who love to work and who love their kids most of the time. It sounds like, duh, you should be able to do that, right? But it mess, the, the societal messages and messages, frankly, from other moms sometimes mess with our heads. But this is a place for women who get that just because you love your work doesn't mean you love your kids any less. So that's the <laughs> short story long. That's how it all came about. I love it. And I think I'm in that secret society, too, because I thought that I wanted to be more of the work from home, stay at home mom. And I learned that that's not what I want. I actually like going to work. So I am with you right. on that one. Right. And we enjoy going to work for a variety of reasons and all women are different. And when I say these things, you know, there's no judgment on either side. Like stay at home moms are great. Like work at home moms are great. Like it's all about, to me, it's all about having a mentally healthy and happy mom because if the mom is mentally healthy and happy, it carries over to the rest of the family. So, you know, a lot of women really enjoy leaving the house. Like you said, like going to work for a variety of reasons and everybody is different. And it's just that bottom line is whatever makes you mentally healthy and happy. Yes. And you brought up a good thing about being mentally healthy and happy. And one of those things that goes along with keeping yourself in that mentally healthy and happy state is doing self-care. But I feel like self-care for moms has been misunderstood or has a bad rep. So I wanted you to talk to us about why it's so important for us moms to practice self-care daily, especially during the pandemic. So I don't know how this happened, but I feel like the term self-care got some bad marketing or something. It feels like, and again, I think a lot of moms, we do this to ourselves within the mom community where self-care has been treated like it's selfish, like selfish for taking time away from your family, selfish for taking time away from your partner or whatever. And, but right now, this is how I look at it, especially during the pandemic. Self-care is not selfish, it is self-preservation. 
when I first found out that the schools were closing, my school was closing, my son's school, my daughter's daycare, I'll be honest with you, my first reaction was dread. It was like, how am I going to get through this? Because I still have to work from home. I still want to work on, I swear I love my kids because it lights my heart on fire, but I'm going to, how am I going to get through this? Right? How am I going to get through this? And you know what dawned on me right away after I had a martini or two, I realized my self-care is going to have to be on point. To get through this successfully, we have to take care of ourselves. And let me break that down. That means a lot of different things. It means different things for different women. And I'm not talking about, and this is again where I think self-care gets bad marketing. I'm not talking about going and getting your nails done right now. Because first of all, you can't do that anyway, right? Secondly, if that's what you want to do, that's totally fine. But number three, that's not necessarily what I'm referring to when I say self-care. You have to you have to preserve your mental health right now. And the ironic thing is, is that right now during the pandemic, many of the moms listening are balancing working from home or still working outside the home. They are balancing helping their kids with their e-learning. Maybe their partner is at home working from home as well. Maybe they have multiple kids. Like I have an eight and a three-year-old. So what am I doing with my three-year-old? She's watching TV a lot. Like literally right now, as we're talking, she's watching Paw Patrol, you know, all these things. It's in this moment, this, I hate when people say this season, but I'm going to say that during this season, the easiest thing to let go is taking care of ourselves. That's the easiest thing to go. But ironically, it's the most important thing. It is the most critical thing because if your mental health is not taken care of right now, it's going to affect everything. And we tend to, as moms, we tend to use our kids as reasons or I kind of think excuses to not take care of ourselves sometimes like, oh, I need to be with them. I need to, I need to do things for them. But right now they are, they don't understand what's going on. They know that they're bored. How many times are you hearing from your, your boys? I'm bored. I'm bored. Oh right? yeah. Every day, <laughs> like every day, like multiple times a day, or I'm hungry or I'm this or I'm that, you know, we, we feel like we have to immediately go to them and we sacrifice ourselves, but they're looking to us because they don't understand. They're just filled with all these feelings. They, they aren't seeing their friends, right? They're frustrated. They're not going, they don't have the routines like normal. So they're out of sorts. They're looking to us then for safety for their stability. And if we don't take care of our own safety and stability, we're, we're the lifeboat right now. What's happening? When you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the bottom two, the most basic needs right now for humans are being threatened. That bottom rung is physiological needs. Like right now, a lot of people are probably not sleeping as well. That's the main thing, the physiological need we need, um, sleep, water, food, all that stuff. Then the next rung up, Tonian, is security, your property, your safety, your employment, all of those, your health. Those are those first two buckets. All of those things are being threatened right now. I'm bringing that up to make a case for self-care. Because right now, if you don't know where your paycheck is going to come from next month or even next week, if you don't know if you're going to be healthy because of the virus, if you don't know if you're going to lose your home, if you're lacking sleep, all of this is a domino effect. I'm making a case for self-care. You can push it off, but we need it. Our basic survivor needs right now are being threatened. 
So when those kids look to us, we need to use them as the reason to take care of ourselves. Am I convincing you yet? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You had me at the first one. But I just wanted to kind of interject here and just let you know about, I think it was a few weeks ago, I was just on Instagram and I was just like, look, like I got to get away from my kids. They're getting on my nerves, driving me crazy. I was hiding in my closet. And then I learned the even better hiding place was your car. I was like, man, I yes. should have did yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and I, yeah. at first I was feeling a little like, oh, you know, they're going to think I'm a bad mom. But then all the moms chimed in and was like, me too. And I was yeah. like, Oh, wait. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a time for us to take some time to, you know, one, regroup ourselves because it is a lot going on. And yes, you are right. Those basic things have been threatened and it is overwhelming, completely overwhelming. So I wanted you to kind of talk to us a little bit more about, you know, some ways that we can implement self-care because a lot of times I feel like we are a little bit over the top with it and want to do, you know, yeah. you know, big lavish things and whatnot, but it doesn't have to be. And I know with you, you have some simple ways of doing things that yeah. don't take much time at all. Right. I mean, right now we literally don't have time for big lavish things. And then we don't, we aren't able to, we can, we can barely leave the house, you know? So um, I do second getting in the car because sometimes you need to be physically away from everybody, you know? So I definitely second the car thing. So I, I, we do need to get into some very tactical things because um, we can't really do much right now, right? So I'm going to give you some ideas um, for in the moment and things you need to look at to, to fill those survivor needs. Right now, first, I want to start with mindset, though, because two things that we're doing that are really messing with our heads right now, as moms who are working from home specifically, two things. We are comparing ourselves to other moms. And we're doing that through social media a lot because it's, it's again, ironic that the, the time when we are least seeing other people is more comparing ourselves the most because this is such an unprecedented time. There are no, like, there are no guidelines how to act, what we should be doing. So what are we doing? Like you said, you go on social media and you might see moms who are chiming in saying, hey, hey girl, I'm in my car too. But you know what I saw before we started talking this morning? Someone on, on uh, Facebook was like, oh, I woke up early, so isn't this the perfect time to make homemade pancakes with blueberries and flaxseed and lemon stuff? And I'm like, really? Like, really? My kids are watching Paw Patrol right now, right? And we're going to have the cereal box with Paw Patrol on the box, right? So I want moms to hear this. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other moms right now. It's doing us a disservice. We, we need to do two things. We need to connect with a tribe that gets us and disconnect from the ones who are pulling us down. I don't wish any mom's ill will. Like that woman who posted about the pancakes this morning, that's great. I hope she has a great morning and I hope that that's not just a highlight reel. I hope that's real for her. You know, I'm not taking away from anyone else. I want us to listen to our triggers. So right now, we need to stop comparing ourselves to other moms, number one. Number two, we need to really dial in on the mom guilt. We are feeling so much mom guilt in so many different ways while we're at home right now. And in my Facebook group, I'm doing twice weekly um, live trainings. I did one on comparing ourselves to other moms. The other one I did the other day was on mom guilt. 
Okay, so mom guilt real fast and then I'll go into the self-care. What the mom guilt I'm hearing from moms, we're feeling it because we're giving more screen time because maybe we aren't bathing the kids as often because we feel bad that we have to tell them, you know, I have a meeting right now. I can't talk. Like right now, I've been telling my daughter um, two more minutes, two more minutes so often that she is now, the other day when I asked her to do something, she's like, two more minutes, mom, two more minutes. And I'm like... It was funny, but it was, I also kind of felt bad because she's getting that from me, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to juggle 87,000 things. And we internalize this and feel guilty that we aren't paying as much attention, that we're giving so much screen time. And so I want to give some really quick tactical tips because this all goes together, okay, for the moms listening. If you are feeling mom guilt in the moment, in the moment, just like with the self-care tips I'm gonna get, in the moment is not the time to do some huge self-reflection. When crisis workers come in, they don't try to do mental health therapy on the spot. No, they stop the bleeding, right? So when you're in that moment and you feel like crap, like that, that time when my, my daughter asked yesterday, will you play with me, mommy, will you play with me? And I knew I had to do work emails. I have to catch up on responding to students. That's my job. And I had to tell her I have to work right now. Even though I didn't have a choice, I still felt bad. So in that moment of the mom guilt, I want you to ask yourself three things. Number one, are your kids alive? Number two, are you alive? And number three, is your child or children receiving adequate care? And I know that might sound like a low bar, and I'm going to explain that. But in that moment, yes, my daughter was fine. She was fine. She's alive. I'm alive. Everybody's fine. Have you been experiencing mom guilt at all lately, Tony Ann? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm not doing enough. That That's always the, the reoccurring theme. Like, oh, you haven't played enough. You haven't yeah. spent enough time. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So in that moment, those are the questions you can ask yourself, okay, to get yourself through the moment. I'm not saying that the feelings you aren't having aren't valid or aren't real because they very much are, but that will help you get through the moment just to help decompress for the moment for to allow you to keep moving on, right? Okay, but then later on, when you have time to think about it, because what I've done in the past is what... You know, if you feel bad in that moment, you might make bad decisions. Like you might then feel bad about yourself. You might overeat. You might, you know, blow off your work and get in trouble with work. Or, you know, you might have negative reactions to that. And so then I want you to do these two practices. The first one I went over, okay, and this is going to be mirrored with the self-care. You have the in-the-moment crisis tactics that you can use, right? And then bigger picture tactics, I want you to go through a thought process. And I want you to think about, okay, what actually happened? What triggered it? What was the thought? Literally, what was the thought? And my thought was, I'm a crappy mom because she wants me to pay more. My daughter deserves to have more attention right now. And maybe that's kind of what you were thinking with your boys, that you need to be doing more, like you're saying. Okay, so the thought was, I'm a crappy mom. Then the, that, the thought led into the feeling was, I felt really awful. I felt like I was a bad, like the feeling in my body took over. I felt bad. 
I physically felt I felt sad, you know, and then that could lead into whatever behavior you, you choose. And again, that could be overeating. That could be maybe you're drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning. Maybe you are blowing off your work, whatever it is. And then you can see how that leads into a cycle. So the next time you go through this, I want you to ask yourself the three questions to get yourself through the moment. And then later on, when coolers head, when cooler heads can prevail, that's when you go through, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm a counselor. You go through that little loop and it's important that you break it down because if you don't, these mom guilt things are going to be triggered more often because of the pandemic. We like right now you could feel guilty like six different times in one day. So it's important to walk yourself through those things. Okay, so you want me to go ahead? I'm going to segue into the self-care because it's all related and the, the tactics are going to be similar. So right now we're talking about how self-care is so, so critical, but we tend to blow it off, right? So there are, right now we might be feeling a couple things. We might be feeling um, anxiety. We might be feeling overwhelmed, you know, but there's a difference between feeling overwhelmed in the moment and feeling that next level, I'm going to lose my crap. There's a difference. Feeling a little overwhelmed versus that next level anxiety where you feel like you're really going to lose it. Like at any moment you could start screaming. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tony? And please tell me I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Like the, like, I feel like I have a lot of patience, but at night when I put my daughter to bed, there's something about like I have an I have a lot of patience, a lot of patience, a lot of patience until I don't. And then when that switch flips, at that moment I feel like I could just like scream. And I think it's just because it's at the end of the day, you're exhausted, you know you're near the finish line, and you you know, partly you feel like you should be you're close to the finish line so that should give you more patience, but it's almost like you're on fumes now. You're on fumes. You know, you, you just reached that point where you feel like you could just scream and you, you don't even know what to do. So I want to talk about things that you can do two ways. Let's talk about that big picture first, because that one's that we're going to work backwards. The big picture addresses the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the physiological needs. When you are feeling that way, like I was feeling with my daughter the other day when I was putting her to bed, those feelings of I'm going to lose it and I'm going to scream if I don't somehow, if somehow this feeling doesn't go away, I am going to I lose my crap. First of all, that feeling is temporary. Those feelings will go away in a couple minutes, maybe 10 minutes at the most. That will go away. It's temporary. At the same time, you need to listen to those feelings. So if you are feeling, if you're getting to that level, you need to go through this mental health checklist. And I created this list just based on my own experiences, common sense, and then also to meet the hierarchy of needs. The, the first basic level, right? And I wrote an article about this. It's a mental health checklist on my website. And the first thing you got to do is get enough sleep. When you're in that moment and you're thinking, again, these are bigger picture items, okay, not in the moment. But when you're in that moment and you're feeling that way, again, those are temporary thoughts and feelings, but you do need to look back, okay, this is something is triggering this level of anxiety. Am I getting enough sleep? Sleep is the biggest form of self 
care. Like the other night I got nine hours of sleep and I just felt almost like deliriously happy the next morning. It is the most ultimate form of self-care. If you aren't getting enough sleep, it ruins everything. It ruins everything. And maybe you're up, you're staying up late right now working on projects because let's face it, it's harder to do it during the day working from home because you're taking care of your kids, maybe multiple kids, they're learning all the stuff, you know, so maybe you're burning candle both ends. It's going to catch up to you. Sleep is the most basic need on the, the first rung of the hierarchy of needs. So the first thing, if you are reaching that level, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? Right now, we might be just like overeating. We might be stuffing food in our faces. We might be eating out of boredom, but are you eating well? And when I say well, I, I'm not referring to a certain diet. I'm referring to, are you eating a way that makes your body feel good in general? Because if you're not in that moment, if you're constantly stuffing your face with crap and it makes you feel bad and it makes you physically feel heavy, it carries over. So that in those moments of anxiety, it's not, it's not supporting you, you know? And again, I'm not talking about a certain diet. It's about a whole approach to self-care right now, because we're talking about the most basic needs. You with me so far? I feel like I'm talking so much. Oh no, no, this is good. I'm over here taking notes. Okay, I'm doing okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we first have sleep, sleeping enough, eating well, exercising. So when I say exercise, I'm just talking about moving your body. Right now, we need to be very lenient with ourselves about exercise. Like I am super huge on morning routines, and I'm going to talk to that about that too. And full disclosure, I have an online course about morning routines. And I have a four-part system. It's called the WAKE system, W-A-K-E. E in the system stands for exercise. I'm very big on encouraging women to working moms, including exercise in their morning routines. But right now, I think we need to still be exercising, but be lenient and be accepting of ourselves with this. You need exercise. When I say exercise, I want you to hear movement. You need to move your body right now during the pandemic for your mental health. There are a million physical re reasons you should do it for your physical health, right? But right now, I need you to do it for yourself because it supports your mental health. If you are moving your body, and I'm not gonna tell you to go do CrossFit in your backyard and throw tires around. I'm not telling you this is the time to start training for a marathon, none of that, okay? Unless you really want to. I'm talking about just moving your body in any way that you can for 10 minutes, five minutes, if you can squeeze a half hour while your partner's watching the kids or while they're watching Paw Patrol, whatever you need to do, because it's going to support your mental health. So when you're reaching that next level of anxiety, are you moving your body? Because even if you, I know this is gonna sound goofy, but sometimes when you're feeling that next level of anxiety, you need to leave the room. You need to leave the room. Like last week, some time I had to step away from my daughter because I just couldn't take the whining anymore. I could not take it. I was just reaching my limit. I left the room and just go to the bathroom, lock the door. And even for two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, jump up and down, dance it out, put a song on. I'm just talking about for two minutes, do jumping jacks, high knees, walk back and forth in the bathroom. I'm not talking CrossFit. I'm just talking about a two minute break. Because that two-minute break of physical movement is enough to shift, shift the endorphins in your head and is enough to shift your mood. 
So do you see, I'm not talking about these elaborate self-care, these elaborate self-care, go to a nail salon kind of thing. I'm talking about these basic things that are going to meet those survival needs right now. You need to move your body. You with me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with you on the exercise because that's one thing that I know I'm, that's another episode, me and my eating and gaining weight (laughs) But for the exercise in particular. I, I know that I've been telling myself, you know, just keep it simple, just move around. So like when I do go to work and there's nothing going on, I'll walk around outside or even at home. I walk up and down the hallway and my son will walk with me sometimes. And it's so funny how, like you said, it will change your mood, like almost instantly, like once you get to moving. And I love that you brought that up because it was something that I didn't really do as much. And now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do need to do that more. (laughs) So that was a really good one. But I like how you're doing it just in the house or at work. Like, again, I'm not talking about anything elaborate, just walking. And so you notice right away that you already felt like in that moment, you felt a difference, you said? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's something simple that we we can all do, right? We can all do that. And it makes a difference just in that, like right in the moment. And then big picture, it helps that anxiety level. When, we, when we're talking about the mom guilt, those tactics I was giving you, if you do both sets of tactics, it will decrease the frequency of mom guilt you're having. If you have this, if you utilize these ta- tactics for sleep, eating well, exercise, if you do that on a regular basis, it will decrease the frequency of that next level anxiety or overwhelm like we're talking about. So other things, big picture, if you're feeling that next level, I need you to ask for help. So here's the thing for moms. And again, moms are sometimes our, our worst critics. We, we tear each other down and, and it's just awful. But it's almost like there's this where we feel like we get an award or something if we don't ask for help or sometimes next level martyrdom you know if we're doing it all ourselves like it almost becomes part of our identity that we we do everything we do everything and we have to be perfect that doesn't work right now if you have that mentality it's just going to make you feel even worse. It's going to blow up in your face because the self-care has to be so, so critical right now. I need you to ask for help. I need you to ask who, you know, our options are limited right now. So I need you to ask your partner. I need you to ask your older child. If you do have parents-in-law or your parents who can come over and be with kids, whatever thing you can do, I need you to ask for help. And I know that this isn't easy. And I know that we don't exist in a bubble. Everything we do affects our family members, right? So that's why you have to ask for help. And I I created a a guide called Save Yourself. It's very tactical. It's on my website. It's $17. It's less than a whole meal of Panera right now, I swear. Um, But in it, I'm bringing it up because in it, I give the whole first section is about self-care. And I talk about asking for help. That's not easy to do, especially with our partners, because we do have this image in our mind of how we're supposed to be, right? And sometimes it's hard for us to ask for help. So in this guide, I actually include pages of dialogue samples of how you can literally talk to your partner about this. I have dialogue samples for if your partner works at home too right now, and dialogue samples for if your partner works outside the home. Like literal dialogue, like little dialogue bubbles that you can use because we don't know how to bring it up sometimes and it feels so awkward. 
and we but we need it right now so that's on my website it's a great great resource as a counselor i make sure to include things like that to help us get going so it's say you ask for help okay so say you get up the gut you ask for help you have to take it you have to take the help if you're asking for it you got to take it and then if people are offering honey you got to you got to take it if we get this built up in our heads that we have to be a certain way and almost like by asking for help we're letting ourselves off the hook or if we let them watch tv more we're letting ourselves off the hook as if we don't have to be as good of a mom that is crap we're not lowering our own expectations we're not making we're not letting ourselves off the hook we're saving our sanity right now this is all about getting through this pandemic these tips will help us anytime right but especially right now and i think a lot of moms have a hard time asking for help they have a hard time taking the help and then we have this whole mess in our heads have you experienced some of that sometimes oh yes while you're talking i was sitting there like yep that's me that's me yeah. but i ha yeah. i will say i have gotten better about asking for help because i i know that in particular with my husband i feel like my kids they they think they're royalty and I work for them and I have to remind them I don't work for you. So I do actually right. help me out around the house quite a bit, but accepting the help sometimes is the hard yes. part. Um, yes. And that we are working on it. and I've right. definitely gotten better, but we still got some more work to do. <laughs> so thanks for the reminder. Well, it's, not, it's, it's just, you know, it's a strange thing because sometimes as mom, we don't accept the help because for a lot of reasons I've heard some moms say well he doesn't do the laundry the way I do or he doesn't you know my kids only want me to put them down for bed but you know you know and or we tell ourselves it has to be us as the mom it has to be us to do xyz and but right now I mean let me ask you this how's that working for you how's that work not you specifically Tony yeah. <laughs> but how is that working for you? you know like it's not it's not because in our heads, we get resentful. We're overwhelmed. We have anxiety. We get pissy. We take it out on our kids. We have less patience. It's not working. The, you know, we talked about at the beginning how self-care has this bad rep about being selfish. This, that we're not talking about frou-frou self-care right now. This is like essential. I hope we're getting across it. This is essential right now. This is like bare bones survival stuff, you know? So when we're that next level anxiety, I need you to do all those things that I've been talking about, the sleeping, the eating, the exercising, the asking for help, the taking the help. We talked about the social media. Disconnect from social media that triggers mom guilt, that triggers self-comparison. These are habits you can start to create and you know temporarily. And then on the opposite, connect with a tribe that gets you. You have to have an inner circle that gets you. And here's the thing as moms who love to work the hard thing is our inner circle sometimes might not get us like our best friends our partner our family they might not get it and that's really tough like how do you and it forces you to isolate yourself a little bit like you still love to work and like right now you need to leave the house to go you want to leave the house and you need to leave your house for work for you specifically you need that and it's hard to explain that sometimes to people who don't get it so I encourage you to disconnect from what triggers you to compare and triggers the mom guilt and connect to what fills you up those all of those things need to be mainstays right now 
Yes. And when you were talking about a tribe that gets you, I was just thinking just off the top of my head, I know Facebook groups is, is a good place to get started. I didn't know if you had any other resources as far as finding that tribe um, that moms could use. Well, I do have a Facebook group called I Swear I Love My Kids, and it is for moms, specifically for moms who love to work and who love their kids. And um, right now I'm doing trainings twice a week on, like I did one, I apologize if I already said this, I'm losing my mind. You know, I'm doing trainings on the mom guild, on comparing yourself. Next week we're doing the quarantine 15, like you were talking about gaining weight right now. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. So next week I'm going into my group talking about the quarantine 15 and how we can um, try to manage our weight as a form of self-care right now. Like, So that's my group. You're welcome to join at any time because there's the support of women who totally, totally get you. Like you, I have women saying things in my group that they probably wouldn't say out loud because it's a group that you know, sometimes it's easier to talk to people who you don't like know in real life, so to speak. And tell them your real feelings versus people who don't really get you in real life. You know what I mean? So definitely Facebook groups. Um, But if you do have a group of girls who really get you, like have a Zoom party, have a wine party, go online, or even if it's like people you do meet in a Facebook group, you know, like I might reinstitute my Friday Eve parties with my group where we actually like go on Zoom for a little bit and just like vent and laugh and just because you have to. You have to, you know, so definitely those kinds of things. Now, Allison, you've given us a lot of really great tips. I just wanted to make sure that if we didn't cover anything as far as the self-care, I wanted to make sure that we covered that before we moved on. I'm so glad you brought that up because I do want to, now I'm going to give you a quick, quick list of things you can do like literally in the moment okay so we went over the big picture like okay so comparison to the mom guilt we went through like almost like the reflection piece you need to go through that mental health checklist now we're going to go through those quick things that you can do in the moment if you're feeling overwhelmed okay so i'm just going to go through a, a list so you can have a little dance party you can dance it out with your kids or separately because it makes them happy you're being silly it makes you all laugh so you can have a quick dance party to one song my favorite one right now is um just dance by lady gaga i put it on in our kitchen and we just dance it out me and the kids you can do that with them or by yourself and it's a win-win because it is a mental break and it's a physical endorphin shift so quick quick dance party you can totally do that totally do that another thing is um In my Save Yourself Guide, I have a link for, I know this is going to sound crazy, but adult coloring. So you can have an adult coloring book, or I found this place that you can actually um, color online, where you can actually like use a mouse pad or use your finger to just color. I know it sounds crazy, but we're talking about quick decompression things that you can do for like 10 minutes at a time, where your kids, you can color with your, your kids while they're coloring or do it by yourself for 10 minutes for decompression. Yes. Another thing, have you heard of that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? The yeah. adult coloring. Oh yeah, I'm into that yeah. all day. Yep. So there are definitely different meditation apps, you know, that you can do. I like the Calm app. Um, there's actually a meditation app, I swear to you, that you can actually do a medita- a guided meditation with the, with Matthew McConaughey's voice. You know how he does those <laughs> Lincoln commercials? Yeah. <laughs> 
you can actually do a meditation of Matthew McConaughey, which I think is so funny. Nice. But the reason I bring this up, I love the Calm app because if you only have five minutes, you can do a meditation with the Calm app and just chill out for the five minutes. If your kids are watching TV, if you can be five minutes in the bathroom, you can, and you can take meditations for as long as they have, you can pick the time increment. If you don't even have five minutes to do a meditation, I'm going to give you a tactic called a crazy eight that you can do literally anywhere. Say you're at the kitchen table with your kids and they're driving you crazy. They're driving you crazy or whatever. Like the, yesterday morning, I was trying to hop on a Zoom call for, we have a faculty Friday meeting through Zoom. And my kids at the same time, they're screaming at each other about which chair they're gonna sit in at the kitchen table, they're fighting. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't leave the room because I have to be on the computer for this call and I'm on mute so no one can hear the craziness, right? And I can't leave the room because they're eating breakfast. So in that moment, what I did was, on the table, I did a figure crazy eight. And what that is, so you say so you can't get away from the moment. I want you to trace the number eight anywhere. You can trace it on your leg. You can trace it on the table. You can trace it in your mind. And no one even has to know you're doing this. But what you're gonna do is when you're tracing one half of the eight, the bottom or the top, you're gonna, for the top, say, start the top, you're gonna inhale. Inhale as you trace in your mind or even on your leg with your finger. Inhale for that top portion, exhale for the bottom loop. Inhale for the top loop, exhale for the bottom loop. Inhale for, the, and you notice just as I'm talking about this, I'm slowing down, right? Mm -hmm. I'm slowing down. And this is a great little hack that you can have that no one even has to know you're doing that can help you decompress right there in the middle of the craziness. I like that one. I was doing it while you're talking. I was like, yes, I'm already getting calmed down and I'm not even excited right? yet. <laughs> just as I was saying it, just as I was saying it. So do you see how these things right in the moment, they're going to make you feel better. These are in the moment, kind of like crisis, calm me down type things, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to share a couple of sensory things because our senses really help shift our moods. So a couple sensory things, get outside. You need to get outside. You can get outside by yourself or with your kids. Either way, it's a win-win. When you get outside, being in the fresh air shifts something in your brain. It calm, it's calming. It, it, it signifies to your body that, okay, we're changing now because you're literally leaving the home. You're doing something different. So your mood shifts. But then also, if you're outside, you're literally moving, right? So it's a win-win. We have the shift of the mindset and the shift with the movement. So that's a win-win, right? You can do it with your kids or without. But if you're with them, hopefully it's going to tire them out more too. So a win-win-win. So hopefully if you have smaller kids, they're going to be napping better. You see how this all kind of goes together? And the bottom line is to save your mental health. Because what do we say at the beginning? A mentally healthy, healthy and happy mom is going to save the family, right? So this all goes together. Another sensory thing for you or your kids is water. So you can do water play or for just yourself, you need a shower. 
So I know this sounds duh, but like really moms are showering way less right now. Uh, on average, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm showering every other day. But I know sometimes people are going three, four days without a shower because if what's the point? Who cares? It's not affecting anything. But when you have that mindset already of the what's the point, that what's the point attitude is going to carry over in, into everything else, right? So if you can start your day with a shower or even take a 10 minute break in the middle of the day and take a shower, even if you're showering more than once a day, it serves multiple purposes. The water going over your body, it, because it's sensory, it shifts your mood. It acts as a calming agent. So when you take that shower, it's a calming agent, number one. Number two, it literally gives you a break because you are literally, you're away from your kids, right? They, sometimes they do barge in the bathroom, let's face it. But most of the time, they're going to leave you alone when you're in the shower. So it gives you that. It's an inherent break, right? And it calms you down. And then third, it keeps you on routine. Right now, we routines are really going to help us feel normal again. So if you're showering every day, you're telling, you're internalizing that this is a normal day. Everything is okay. So you see how that second sensory tip in the moment, like you can take a break Go shower, you can wash your hands, you can wash your face. If you can't take a shower, washing your face even calms you down because the water shifts your, your mind, it shifts your mood. And then of course, any hobbies that you have, I encourage you to still keep them. You know, if you like listening to music, if you like listening to podcasts, while your kids are watching TV, have, you know, an earbud in, in them, you know, so you can listen to something, if it, even if it's only 10 minutes, you know, have a gratitude practice, like in the moment. Right now, it's so easy to get down on everything, but I'm not one of those, I'm, I'm not gonna paint a rosy picture all the time. Like right now, two things. You can feel very blessed to have more time with your kids and find joy and laugh with your kids every single day, Tony Ann, and also feel like they're going to make you lose your crap. Both things can be true at the same time, right? <laughs> like, it's okay to acknowledge that they're driving you crazy. Everything is not always joy, 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 joy. At the same time, it is a good idea, like in the moment when you're feeling down, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes go ahead and do a quick gratitude list. Write five things that you're grateful grateful for to bring you back in that moment, that crisis moment, to bring you back to refocus. You know what I mean? So these are all things that you can do in the moment to help you get through that moment. Yes, definitely. And thank you so, so much for giving us all of these practical tips because I'm all about the practical stuff. So mm -hmm. this was really, really good. Now, Allison, if we want to connect with you and get the resources, like you mentioned, the Save Yourself resource, where can we find you and get some of those resources from you? So that's on my website. And then so is I have a free guide right now. It's called I Need to Keep My Kids Busy because um, hello, we all do. Um, and that's a free one. It has 40 unique activity ideas, but they're age specific. And you can just get that on the main page of my website, www.iswearilovemykids.com. That's on the main page um, because um, it's great if you have multiple kids because, you know, like we were saying, they, they don't like the same things. They um, 
are because they're different ages, they're doing different things. So that is a quick download that you can get with age specific ideas. They're all unique ideas. I've tried many of them myself. Um, so I know that they're, they're fun and they help you get through. The Save Yourself Guide is also on my website. And I do have my online course there for morning routines. It's called Your Power Hour the best morning routine for working moms. And I have to tell you, I really, the two best things for self-care right now, sleep and getting up earlier and having a morning routine. You need time for yourself in the day that has nothing to do with your kids and nothing to do with your business, nothing to do with work, because both are taking, taking, taking. They might make you happy, but they take, take, take. So if I can leave you with two biggest things, sleep and getting up earlier for a morning routine because you need time to do that exercise, to have a cup of coffee without interruption so that it's not cold by the time you get to it. So you can listen to a podcast, so you can read a book, so you can do something leisurely. So sleep and your morning routine are crucial. Those are all on my website. And then you can also find me on Instagram at I swear I love my kids. And then also also, like I mentioned, my Facebook group, I'll definitely send you an invite for that. It's, um, I swear I love my kids on Facebook as well. That's my group. Awesome. Awesome. So I will make sure to include all of these links in the show notes, just because there are a lot of really good ones and I want to make sure everyone gets thank it. You. So Allison, thank you again so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thank you for having me. I was so excited to talk to you. Thank you. Now, that was a good one. I will tell you, there was so much information that Allison shared in this episode and was so helpful. And if you are listening and you are like, oh my goodness, I didn't write anything down, or you want to reference back to some of the things that Allison mentioned in this episode, go to realhappymom.com slash 78. There you'll find the show notes and all of the things that Allison mentioned in this episode, as well as the links as well. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a mommy friend and do me a favor, rate and subscribe this episode. When you do this, it helps us to get up in the rankings so that other moms can find out about the Real Happy Mom podcast. Now, I am so happy that you tuned in to this week's episode. Make sure you tune in to Thursday for Mommy Talk Thursdays. There is going to be a special guest that is going to be sharing a poem with us, and I really want you to hear it because it is really nice. And make sure to tune in next week, Tuesday, for another episode. And I'll be talking to Nikki. And she is going to be helping us with our Monday, honey. So that's it for this week. I will see you next week on Tuesday and Thursday if you check out that one. And I will talk to you then. Take care and with lots of love.